got these people coming and they're asking for power and the utility is trying to get ready get ready for this and we forever we haven't had an uptick in usage but now all of a sudden with hyundai and rivian and crypto this and bitcoin that uh, we, we just got more requests and we want to be able to serve them. Georgia Public Service Commissioner Tim Eccles spoke with him, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Uh, word that the Georgia Power Company is saying it's going to need to find, in the course of the coming years, new ways to generate electricity, new sources for power generation in Georgia as the demand for it grows. Spoke with Tim Eccles about that. Tim Eccles on the Georgia Public Service Commission, which will convene next week, the PSC. Uh, more rate hearings as Georgia Power looks for another rate increase. Patty Duran running for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission herself, joining us now as she will speak and testify in that PSC hearing three days of them next week. Patty Duran, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Uh, before we dive into Georgia Power, uh, let, let's talk about the Public Service Commission and the status of the election there. You were, when last we spoke, a candidate for the seat that Tim Eccles has. It was an election that was put on hold, pending the outcome of some judges' rulings, uh, which we now have, uh, dealing with the way Georgia chooses on this at-large method its public service members. Uh, the judge saying, in kind of a quirky ruling to my reading anyway, and see if you have a different take on it, but uh, the judge saying, the court saying, yeah, probably does violate the Constitution or violate the law, but there is the constitutional principle of state's authority on this, so we're going to let the election proceed as the way it would have and with the at-large method left intact. Uh, how do you unpack that? What do you read from that ruling, and does that affect your status one way or the other as a candidate for the Public Service Commission? Well, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't understand all the nuances of the ruling, but it sounded to me like that they were thinking that federalism was a bigger issue than the Voting Rights Act in their mind. I don't think they defined federalism in the ruling, but they just said that due to federalism, they didn't feel like the federal court should decide how a state holds its elections, which is mind-boggling considering that the Constitution does affect how states hold elections. and. The original court, the circuit court judge, said that the ruling, in his ruling, that the state statewide election for PRC commissioners does violate the Voting Rights Act and disenfranchises black voters. And in fact, in 140 years, only one black person has ever been elected at a commission. And they brought data to show, besides that fact, they brought data to show that it disenfranchises black voters. So I thought the ruling was disappointing, and I thought it was wrong. Are you going to be a candidate assuming there is an election? I don't even know if we can take that for granted, but assuming there's an election next year, you're going to be on the ballot? Yes, I will be. It depends. I will be on the ballot. What what I'm not sure about is if the Secretary of State is going to require a new primary, in which case there will be new, you know, a primary that I have to win, new opponents. Whereas last year they held a primary and I won it. I was a Democratic nominee against Tim Eccles, who's the Republican incumbent. But if there's a new primary, I can't guarantee that would be the case. So yeah. that's what we're waiting to see is what will Secretary yeah, State Rapid a very, very do. fluid situation and more than a little yes. bit confusing, as you point out, and as I yes, said it is. in the outset here. We'll see how that shakes out. Meantime, more immediate concern next week, uh, the Georgia Public Service Commission hearing scheduled for the 4th, 5th, and 6th on the Georgia Power Company's latest request for a rate increase. You plan to be there, and I, I guess you're going to give them an earful. What's your, what's your take on this? 
Well, this is the largest rate increase for Georgia Power in the history of Georgia. And in fact, it's the largest rate increase for any utility project in the United States at $7.56 billion. That's an astonishing amount of money. And there's an agreement in place between Georgia Power and PFC staff and a couple of interveners, hand-selected by Georgia Power. Interveners are external parties to the rate proceeding. That they reached an agreement that it would be $7.56 billion for Georgia Power customers to pay for Plant Vogel. That does not include financing for that $7.56 billion, which is another profit stream for Georgia Power. They make money on the financing. They get to add $3.5 billion. So the total rate increase would be $11.1 billion if it's approved in December. So those hearings are starting Monday, and I will be an expert testimony. In terms of my take on it, I think it is a tragedy and is irresponsible for commissioners to have these rapid hearings less than three days. I don't even think it might even not last two days. Um, when all along for the 14 years Plant Vogel was under construction, they claimed and promised and insisted they would hold thorough prudency and reasonable hearings to determine which costs were fair, reasonable, prudently made, and which weren't. And now here we are at the end of the project, and they're not fulfilling their obligation and their promises to do that. Well, they would, and Tim Eccles would say otherwise. He would say we've done precisely that over the last few years. Well, I know he says that. It's not true. That's one reason I'm running against him, is he says a lot of things to people outside of energy, and how can they know? There's no website you can go to. There's no voting record you can look at. You, you can't know what actually happens at the commission. But I do know because I work in energy, and I'm also an advocate. And what I'm seeing is appalling, which is why I left my career to run to unseat Commissioner Eccles. But in terms of the point made that um, they have, they have, there are so many videos of Commissioner Eccles throughout the years saying that they would do thorough prudency review of expenses at the end of the project. He just said it earlier this summer that I'm going to do a montage of him saying that, that I can play to show that is what they said. And Patty Duran with his candidate for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission, the PSC hearings next week. I'm looking at, and by way of trying not to compare apples and oranges, but I'm looking at at, at the electrical rates and the charge that give you these breakdowns by kilowatt hour and the cost per kilowatt hour. And I'm looking at the cost, which actually over the last year in Georgia has come down. Uh, This time a year ago, 1253 today. 1226, and that places Georgia on the lower end of the spectrum. Kick Alaska and Hawaii out. They're their own animals. But look at the other states. California, close to $20 per kilowatt hour. Louisiana on the low end, uh, 930-something. And everybody else kind of in between. And Georgia at 12, basically 12, uh, a little more than 12, at the lower end of that spectrum. Uh, All that to say this, what problem are we trying to solve here? Well, so two things. One is that people don't pay rates, they pay bills. And when you look at high utility bills or bill rankings across the country, Georgia Power's bills are in the top five. It's, sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's four. When Plant Vogel's costs are added, I don't see how we're not number one in terms of high utility bills. And over 20,000 people are disconnected every month from Georgia Power. Last year, over 240,000 of their customers were disconnected. So people are already struggling, bills are already high, and that rate comparison is a misnomer because Georgia, if you look at affordability, Georgia is in the 10 most affordable states or the bottom 10 for cost of living, however you want to look at it. Why are our bills the national average? Our bills should also be 
far lower than they are. So, and those other states like California, yeah, they have high rates in the Northeast, but they also have programs that help people save money that we don't have here. So that explains why our bills are ranked so high, not only from the heat. Many states are in the bottom, North New Mexico or Arizona, their bills are not in the top 10, but ours are. Suppose, so that's one issue. I suppose we could play hindsight all day. I didn't no real point in it. Plant Vogel's built. One of the reactors is cranking out electricity right now. The other will be, we think, early next year. Uh, again, without playing the hindsight game, what should we do moving forward regarding Plant Vogel? Well, it can't be stopped, and I'm not advocating that it be stopped, but what I'm advocating for is accountability. So this commission has allowed Georgia Power to add $11 billion to our rates for about a little over 1,000 megawatts, which I know there's two reactors, but Georgia Power doesn't get all that power. They're only getting 45.7% of it, and the rest of it other utility groups are getting. So for 1,000 megawatts, $11 billion, that's insane. That's wrong. That's criminal. So all the commissioners need to lose their seats. And then the other bit of accountability that Georgia Power needs to stop profiting hand over fist from this plant because of the cost overruns. And I want to quickly address your statement earlier about how much growth the state is having from all these new plants. Georgia's grid is barely used at 50%. I think it's at 40% in terms of their usage. It is way overbuilt. And if you look at NERC, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, whose job is to ensure grid stability from having enough reserves, they issue reports every year that few people read. And every report they issue shows that Georgia's grid, its reserves for standby in case of peak demand, is more than three times what NERC recommends. And that's before Plant Vogel gets added to the grid. Georgia power doesn't need more capacity. Georgia needs to use their grid better. Oh, well, does that and include, and I'm asking because I don't know, does, does that, you're talking about the, the use of 40%, 50% of the grid, whatever it is, is Georgia selling some of that reserve or no? They are. They are selling okay, it. So it's a revenue stream. Vogel too. Yeah, it is. So why are they charging us to build more generation instead of using the power they make for us instead of selling it as a revenue stream for them? and then building more capacity to make us pay for. That is all upside down, and that is infuriating. And my challenge next week will be to not to hold my anger in check because I work in energy and I see what they're doing to the people of Georgia and it's wrong. It's immoral. Yeah. Patty Duran will, will speak to the Georgia public. Do you, do you happen to know what day you'll be there next week? It'll probably be Monday, December 4th, because I think it's going to be a rocket docket, which ironically is the opposite of what it should be. There's a chance it'll be the 5th, but I think it'll be the 4th. Patty Duran, she thinks she can't say for sure because of some technicalities, but she thinks she's going to be, again, a Democratic candidate for a seat on the Georgia Public Service Commission, opposing Tim Eccles, the Republican incumbent. Best of luck with that and best of luck next week. Merry Christmas and thanks Thank for you. joining us this morning. Same to you. Thanks very much.